0: Here is Herein, host of the hour, first to follow the fox named Neve with books laid before the bear named M to read and retire around the long fire. Damn, you whiffed it. I did. I'm like, I think, starting to get sick with whatever Emily has. Oh, so. no.
1: Well, good thing yeah. we're not recording for two more weeks. Here's our breaking news. We're taking two weeks off after this. So. Yeah.
0: Um, Mostly just because I don't want to lug this book on a plane. Yeah, This is really the big thing. That's fair. So, um, but yeah, we, we read a saga. Um, this is the saga of Hauken the Good, um, or Hauken or Saga Gotha. Yeah. Um, and I I feel like there was at some point, like maybe it was when we were in the middle of, um... I forget which book it was, actually. It may have just been Nyalo, where we got the Christianization, and you were like, I want, like, weirder, like, changing over f- Oh, yeah, this, stuff. this is and exactly I...
1: what I was asking for. I was yeah. so
0: pleased this week. <laughs> this is the shit. Um, and when you said that, I was like, yeah, even though Hameskringle is going to be, like, big, um, it'll be good. There's going to there's be multiple sagas of guys trying to Christianize, uh, Norway to, to varying degrees of success, so, um... Yeah, I guess we can do like general synopsis, unless there's any initial stuff you want to. No, sure, you go right ahead. Okay. Um, so uh, we kind of get like uh, the during like when this starts, um, Eric here Bloodaxe is uh, currently ruling. We don't like really get a saga about him. We just kind of get like the start of him in the the last saga, and then like his stuff in the saga. Um, but we basically get this part where, um, I think when he's a, a bit older, um, so this is like what, 934. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I guess like a little bit after, uh, King Harald here dies, like a year or two. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, uh, arrives in Norway, um, and basically just going around and everyone agrees that he's like... Great like his father, uh, but also just seems, like, even cooler. Um, most notably, he's going to return people's estates to them. Yeah, people love to get landed. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the whole landed part in particular seems to be uh, the biggest of the, the like, benefits that he has here. And so uh, people essentially start flocking to him and, like, uh, saying, like, ah... Uh, eric here's not like our king anymore it's it's hauken um so we get like a little bit of him like going around uh very early on eric flees to england because the writing's on the wall he can tell uh norway's you know uh casting their vote so to speak mm, uh, as like much that. as you can at the we time could not rock the vote in ancient uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: norway iceland we're in norway right
0: yeah Um, I do think this is like an, uh, an odd part of the political system that exists here Mm. is, uh, you do sometimes kind of get to choose your king. Um, there's like a certain amount of like politicking involved there, but, um, sometimes you can, and sometimes you can't. Uh, and here's a part where there's like people choosing between kings. So I feel like this is the um, difference. Maybe we have people who
1: are more into history listen to this podcast, but my gut is that this is the difference between you have to conscript your army from the populace versus you are rich enough to have a standing army. And once kingdoms were able to just afford a permanent army, the dynamic of how much you needed people to agree that your king changed quite a bit.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, And at this point there is still a certain amount of like, like we are even going to get specific parts of like him enlisting the general populace to like notify about, you know raids and stuff which I, I think is a slightly more interesting part of uh the non uh religion stuff happening in logistics. here logistics need um, logistics turns out they didn't really think it through
1: but you know they're trying
0: yeah logistics um, immediately
1: fall apart it's like oh well they just kept <laughs> lighting the signal fires and everyone's pissed cuz it disrupted all the work they had to do and so they were like don't light the signal fires unless you're really really sure and by then it was too late
0: yeah um we're getting out of ourselves. Uh, I'm going to skip over a bunch of chapters just because it's a lot of, like, uh, sailing around, um, you know, bringing people I under I gotta his say, rule, when, when kings are sailing fighting and fighting,
1: I'm so bored.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's just like, yeah, yeah, this is what happens all the time. Um, we do get some stuff uh, attributed to him of, like, uh, he laid great stress on legislation and he set up these, like... Uh, I think the the like goal of things law and stuff here is like specific locations, mm. um, where the, there would be. It's not like a a law in a book or something, but like a, a specific spot where there would be like adjudications. Um, turns out that he didn't set up any of these that he gets attributed with, but um, he does get attributed to here. Um, we also get the story of the dog, which is great. <laughs> uh the thing here um, actually before
1: we get to the dog is oh, yeah. this chapter opens with uh Eisner, uh is that his name i don't know how you pronounce it uh eyestainer yeah um who has a son whose name just is stricken from all versions of this manuscript? just not yeah there. it's just missing and i was like man uh house of leaves launched off of this page alone
0: <laughs> yeah i i specifically wondered too when i was reading this of like is it, like, there's specifically, like, a space or, like, a line or, like, you know, the text has been, like, somehow lost again and again in yeah, that Yeah, there's location? just something really
1: evocative of every version of this text. This this person's name is supposed to be here and is just missing.
0: Yeah. Because um, the way that it's, like, translated here, I haven't read the original text. Mm-hmm. Uh. It, it does imply that there is some sort of gap rather than it just being like his son over them, you know, without anything like, yeah. And it's just like, we never learned which son this was that feels distinctly different, but, mm. um, yeah, we get some, uh, name, son, whose name is stricken from the record. Um, and then, uh, a um, basically like provides this choice to the people of Tronheim of, um, you can either have uh, as king over you my thrall uh foxy uh or a dog called sour uh and the people choose the dog being like this is just such a like weird evocative story being like well surely we'll like have be able to have our own way under the dog um but then it says by magic they had put into the dog the understanding of three men and i I'm, I'm like is this the people who chose the dog or is this like secretly king a like it's unclear who they is oh, um yeah. uh but yeah so then um the dog will bark uh twice and then the third word will be spoken i don't know how you will uh, be like a spoken I possibly word.
1: understand anyone who only you can only understand
0: every third word yeah um and They, like, carry the dog around on his shoulders and everything. um, And then it eventually dies uh, defending his sheep from wolves, which just feels like it's going into, like, full parable allegory mode Mm. there. (laughs) Um, But the wolves promptly tear the dog to pieces, and that's how the dog dies. Um, Just a bizarre little interlude here. Um, Then, I don't know if there's uh, any other good stuff before we get to like the Christianization stuff. No, this is the, this is the stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so essentially during this, like bringing Norway under his rule period, um, King Halkin has been practicing in secrecy. Uh, he has been keeping Sundays and fasting on Fridays. Uh, but he's like doing things sort of secretly. Uh, and with time he starts like bringing his close, uh, you know, family and friends in on this and like trying to convert them and then starts going around uh trying to convert like actual areas over time um and the biggest thing here is we get this stuff around this like yule celebration um, so Yule would have, uh, we get like a description of the heathen Yule that would last for three days. Uh, there would be this, um, sacrifice where, uh, all kinds of lo- livestock, including horses, which is at the time forbidden for Christians to eat. Um, I'm assuming that's like the cloven hoof thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, then they... Like boil the meat for people to eat, um, and the blood uh runs and it goes into these vessels and there's these like uh aspergills twigs that they'll dip in it to paint all the walls of the temples, and then like I, I think the image that I get is like you dip the the uh twigs like into it and then you're like flicking it at the people to like spray them with some of the blood as well. Um that seems to be what they're talking about for the the sprinkled with blood for all men present. Um and uh, how can being a Christian doesn't want to take part in any of this. Um, and so normally during these sorts of sacrifices, he would like have his own little hut to the side where he would just like eat with his, you know, family or whatever. Um, but uh, there is uh Ausbjorn of uh, Methelhus who sort of start shit over this. Um, we get like, various confrontations um i don't know if there's any like particular stuff you want to call out in the the back and forth um we've got Earl well, it's, it is trying interesting to that they
1: the, the farmer's position like the demands of christianity is like a labor problem it's like you 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 won't eat the right livestock you, you make a you gotta ho- take a whole day off every week you fucking kidding me uh we got shit to do
0: <laughs> yeah well and also it is it is a thing too of like um almost this like greater objection to the king Mm -hmm. being Christian than to to some other people because part of the issue also is like as part of the ceremony there are supposed to be like toasts to the king Uh, there's supposed to be like specific sacrifices around the king because like you are the one who is also supposed to be helping bring the prosperity that like all of these sacrifices are around like you are part of what we are sacrificing to Uh, and if you're like a Christian and you're not taking part in it then like how do we have faith that you as the king are going to be able to like bring about the sort of changes that we are like asking that the, the gods to help you bring about yeah um so which
1: leads to chapter 17 which is the best chapter of this entire saga. yes <laughs> um, <laughs> um which I'm, I, I'm going to just summarize <laughs> more elaborately but so that he he has to basically like we're gonna do the sacrifices you have to join in this is your one job as king you come to the fucking sacrifice you do the sacrifices so they uh, pour the beaker. Um, uh, and, uh, they propose a toast, and it's like, oh, we, we, you know, we dedicate this to Odin, and he goes and makes a crossover, and everyone's like, "What's he doing? He can't fucking do that! It's for Odin." And it's like, no, no, no! It's the sign of the hammer for Odin. Don't worry about it. Yeah, the,
0: no, no, the hammer for Thor. Oh, right, for uh, Thor. Yes, yeah. It's just like you know, we we are accustomed to most of us are cool with with like Odin, but there are some people who believe in in particular, like on their own strengths yes. and their own merits, and they will then toast to Thor, and oh. that's just all he's doing. Don't worry about
1: it. And everyone's like, I don't know about that, but okay. And then the next day, they're like, Okay, time for the horse sacrifice. And the king has to eat the horse meat. He's like, There is no circumstance in which I will eat this horse meat. Uh, I would die first. And they're like, Okay, we got to drink broth from the horse meat. He's like, That's the same thing. (laughs) It's like, What if you eat the drippings of the horse meat? He's like, You not paying attention. (laughs) Um. And so they're ready to like jump him. Um. Yeah. (laughs) And Earl Sigurd comes to an agreement. Um, he's like, why don't you, uh, breathe in over the mouth of (laughs) the kettle where the smoke of the broth has settled and you breathe in the horse smoke and that will be good enough because it's like, it smells a horse. So, you know, it's like eating a horse and he does that, but like he puts a, he puts like a cloth like a, a like a handkerchief over it and it's like no horse no horse smoke for me and then breathes in and goes and sits down and the final line here is then he went back to his high seat and neither party was satisfied with that <laughs> yeah next chapter the people of Tromheim destroy three
0: churches <laughs> <laughs> it's so good it's so good um yeah they kill three priests and destroy three churches yes. um
1: yeah i love this uh, because like the people obviously aren't buying it but like oh we got we got this fucking christian king he's gonna try to ruin our livelihood And so they all start fighting and it is solved not by any sort of like decision but some other guys show up and everyone and, and fucking watchman happens everyone's like well we got to destroy those other guys that's what's important
0: <laughs> yeah yeah so it, you know truly escalates to like they are uh killing priests and burning down churches um and then the sons of erica return Uh, and they are invading Norway and they're like, well, fuck, we got to deal with this. Um, so they all sort of band together. Uh, this is where we get the, the ship levies where there's like beacons installed within like seven days, uh, from like the one end of Norway to the other end. Uh, the beacons should like pass to send the signal that like everybody, uh, needs to, there's like specific people, a general levy people have to like man the ships to, to, you know, help defend. Um, and so this gets set up, and then there's just like multiple false alarms um or it's like not actually the sons of Eric here; it's just like one ragtag group of Vikings who can easily be d- dispatched by like a local community or something um and so it essentially becomes a sheep who cried wolf situation where when the sons of Eric finally come again, um people are just like, yeah." <laughs> You know, they see the signals going off and they're like, I'm not gonna pass that one on. Um and so the uh the whole thing, despite this like whole plan to to have everybody at the ready to, to take out the Sons of Eric, here, uh they managed to get the drop on King Hauken. um, and then we get like various battles, um where, uh, King Hauken does, like, hold his own for a while, despite having very limited forces, um, but then eventually takes, uh, an arrow to the shoulder, uh, and that is his undoing. Um, I don't know if there's any other, like, specific things from the battles that stood out to you, but... Uh, not really. Yeah. Um... And uh when he dies then he bequeaths Norway to the sons of here He's like, you know, props or props are due, you did kill me. Yes. <laughs> and I don't have any heirs. So um Yeah. Uh and I think we already got mention of one of the sons, um, Haraldir Greycloak, um, who is the, the guy for next saga. Mm. So It is really um, sick when like you're
1: so popular that even when you die, your enemies are like, damn, we killed a great man. Yeah. You must abide by his wishes. <laughs>
0: um does have the the nickname of the good. Yes. So. Um But yeah, that's the that's the general shape of this and obviously the parts that we thought were <laughs> were most interesting. Um I was looking and we are we are rapidly getting to St. Olivier. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that'll be the the big popping off point. So, uh, we will we will spend a fair amount of time there. Um, I don't know if you have anything else though. I didn't. I enjoyed the religion stuff in particular. Yeah. No, I was. This is this is exactly
1: what I've been waiting for for a while now, and it was uh, I was greatly satisfied.
0: I love this stuff. Also, the dog. The dog is great. Yeah. Um, fucking scooby-doo
1: over here on a day is being carried around by men
0: yeah there's also some note and i i don't know what the actual like you know it's one of those where i'm like i wish there was like some source for this so i could like read into it more uh but claims that uh you know there are many variants of the story in ancient medieval lore and it's ultimately traced back to ethiopia um so i'd be kind of curious to see like other versions of the the dog king myth but um yeah that's about it this is a
2: short a short saga but it was good yeah Yeah, had a great
1: time some of these have been kind of like yeah you know like last week i was like yeah you know this week i'm like fucking sagas let's go yeah <laughs> i love when i make um, people mad because i don't eat horse and they burn down three churches
0: <laughs> and then we all just kind of uh live and it. let live when when some vikings show up who are uh you know the sons of the guy who used to be king here so yeah here's the thing fuck the vikings
2: nobody likes them
0: uh a lot of modern day icelandic businessmen love them (laughs) oh i bet i bet they do yeah oh there's so many uh you know Steeped in like right wing ideas of you know Nordic business as like Viking the modern Viking going out so stupid (laughs) it's terrible businessmen all Um, over the
1: world are awful in the exact same way that's the secret
0: yep yeah (laughs) truly um I think that's it though I mean we we can talk about other stuff but. I did finish G Gundam. Oh, yeah. G Gundam's
1: got a pretty cool ending. A lot of cool things happen. It's not, like, worth it, but, you know, it's not terrible. It looks cool. Yeah.
0: I, I, like, did all four of those in maybe, like, six episodes in one day. Uh Because I was just reaching this point of, like, I just kind of know what uh, G Gundam is. Yeah, it doesn't Um, change. And I'm, like, ready to be uh, moving on to, like, Gundam Wing. Mm-hmm. And I thought that a lot of the stuff with Master Asia was just kind of a letdown, or, like, like it was, like, one of the the biggest things that seemed to be trying to pull from Universal Century stuff, like, vaguely at the very end, but in just, like, stupid ways, um, where I was kind of just done with the show, and then I, I feel like I didn't pay enough attention to, like, the rain stuff, so I might rewatch <laughs> the last four episodes just to, like... Yeah, I mean, it also just seemed like wildly weird and sexist, but oh, maybe yeah. in a way that if I am not just like, I want to be done with the show, I could find more stuff in there, but no, um, probably not. Yeah. But they do hold uh, hands and
1: shoot a giant flaming heart and that's all right.
0: Yeah. The biggest thing is I was watching it and I was like, man, you know, it's a great movie red line. <laughs> <laughs> Red line um, the so end good. of Redline is just incredible i don't want to entirely spoil it for people who haven't know. seen people it but fucking, it, I, I feel yeah. like anyone who listens to ggp which is probably
1: people who listen to us at some point i feel like the overlap is maybe one-to-one if you listen to this podcast and you don't listen to ggp uh drop me a line i'm normal mapping podcast gmail.com just let me know how you found this and why you're listening um because yeah. i feel like the overlap has to be one-to-one um <laughs> Anyone else you can write in but like I you know I don't really care. Um but um if you're if you're an anime person watch fucking Redline. What's wrong with you? It's a great film. Yeah. I saw Red Line when it had its like first US release back in the day. Um just was like, oh, they're showing anime at the theater. I'm gonna go see anime at the theater. That's who I was. This is before Fathom Events really took off as like they're gonna show every bad anime movie once on a Thursday, and you can go if you really want. If you really care about uh Demon Slayer. Uh anime just got released very rarely. Like I saw Paprika, I saw the re-release of belladonna Sadness, uh, I
0: saw Red Line on kind of the same under the same auspices. Um, I was, so the, the like film, uh, club that I was a part of Mm -hmm. in undergrad, um, we actually got the rights to show, I don't know how we did this. I think that they were just like confused about what we were. Like, I think they thought we were like some very small, like, uh, anime club or something and not like actually showing out on a big screen uh but we got the rights to show redline i think before it was like in any other u.s theaters and so we like had it on the big screen it was wild (laughs) um it was like the dub was like basically just being finished when we got it it was weird um it was fantastic though okay uh because we had like Uh, I had a friend who was really excited about it. So like had the Japanese Blu-ray before there was even a dub of it. So, um, or like subtitles or anything, which honestly, you don't really need like the subtitles or the words, like understanding the words for that, that movie. Mm. (laughs) Um, I mean, it's not going to hurt, but, uh, I've seen that movie so many times because when I was writing my thesis, uh, I literally just had it on loop on the TV, like, uh, Japanese, no subtitles, just so it was just like sound and images that I could look at when I was like staring into nothingness, trying to figure out what to write. Um, so, uh, but I, I, I love it and, uh, half jokingly, half seriously refer to it as the embodiment of the, uh, psychoanalytical concept of jouissance, <laughs> um, So But yeah, that was G Gundam. I'm also like thirty-one episodes into Victory now. So
2: um and
0: six into to Gundam Wing. So that's where I'm at. Uh how's Victory treating you? Um, good. I'm enjoying it. Uh there there are definitely some moments where like it's you know I can't just always compare things to Ternay, but, like, Ternay is, like, basically always hitting, um, and Victory doesn't always hit. But, um, so far, it's, it's, like, ranking pretty high for me, um, in terms of the series that I've watched, so. I just don't um, think of Ternay as the same thing. It's unfair. Yeah, it's very different. Um. Um. But I, I do feel like there's a certain thing that's happening in Victory that, like, Ternay is gonna nail, and Victory hasn't yet, but, like, um. Uh, Double Zeta was also, like, the start of this, uh, but I felt, like, it did it less often, which is that, like, often people do just feel like people, um, whereas, like, Zeta is, like, everyone is, no one talks like a human being in Zeta. <laughs> um, no. So, whereas in Victory, some people do, uh, sometimes. Um, and in Turn A, it's great, because they're, like, basically almost always talking like people, like actual human beings. Yeah. Um, um what's going on with Duker Eek? Uh so I think we just like launching his giant bicycle. This oh, giant sick. motorcycle. Yeah. So yeah. So I think when that happened I tweeted like uh Duker Eek's dream is real or something. <laughs> good, Very good. Um But yeah.
2: Um Uh has anyone I, of note I, died? Uh yeah.
0: I mean, a, a lot of people, but, um, are we just like doing spoilers Yeah, yeah, here? yeah. I will
1: mark Victor getting them spoilers. I just okay. want to know where you're at. Uh, Oliver died. Good. Fuck that guy. That guy sucks. Everyone yeah. hates, oh, I always <laughs> hate Oliver. He's miserable. And then he fucking um, dies. You're like, yes, I love this.
2: <laughs> hmm Uh,
0: it is funny because, um, I, I like the character a lot more, but I think there's like a slightly equivalent character in IBO. Okay. Um. And it was just, like, funny having big character moments around both of them, like, literally the same day
1: (laughs) of me watching. So, um... That Prison Escape episode where, uh, Oliver and Marbit briefly are, like, so treats them as, like, parents is fucking goofy and weird. I love it.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Um. But, yeah.
0: That's generally where, where I'm at, uh you know katagina's finally in the robot multiple times just seems to be regularly a pilot yeah um so when it first happened i was like is this gonna be like i know like i've seen images from the end in like the normal suit and stuff and i'm assuming it's like her piloting something but um yeah i there was a moment when she first got in it where i was like is this gonna be like regular or is it just like a one-off and then like she'll be back in a, a you know uh, some sort of mech later on. But now she just seems to be a pilot now. Uh, going around in a little unicycle. Uh, Yeah,
1: Katajina is ready to get shit done. Mm-hmm. We love a girl boss. She's the most girl boss in maybe all of Gundam.
0: Yeah, definitely seems that so far. <laughs> um, I was hoping for a little bit more with Queen Maria, which uh, there's still time. Mm-hmm. Um, But because the, the part where she just like, uh does a uh like massive pope like laying on hands yes (laughs) is incredible are you listening to the ggp episodes with those
1: yes okay yeah i mean i went on about how i like the way in which zanskar co-ops their like radical religious feminism is just this is the 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 compassionate arm of the of a very masculine military with fucking uh xanort standing right behind
0: her yeah (laughs)
1: love that guy that guy sucks yeah
0: that guy sucks too (laughs) There are a lot of guys who suck in the show. There's a lot of guys who Fonz suck in the show. Fons Cogity Gundam.
1: is that guy's, that guy's name? Maybe. Okay. He's, a, he's, there are a couple he's of, important, so...
0: Yeah. There are a couple of those guys where um I know their face more than I know their name. All right. Because they up. don't always reiterate their names. Fawn's you know?
1: Cogity, Victory, Gundam. I do not know if I'm spelling it right, but it'll be...
0: Yeah, Fonz Cogity. Okay. Fonz am I'm, I'm currently writing it like... Uh, no, that did not. I smell it worse than you did. F O N <laughs> S E K A G A T I E. Okay. I got a photo of Fonzie. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, this
1: guy. Yeah, this guy. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Sandor over here. I love him. What a asshole. Love it. Um, um yeah. I I don't want to talk too much about it because uh, you've got great wild stuff ahead of you.
0: Yeah. I did get the Giant Dick and Balls cannon. Yeah. Which uh I only knew as internate you talk about how the Giant Dick and Balls cannon shows up and I was like wait, what?
1: <laughs> yeah, uh Gim Gingham references the Kelly's Gila in that. Yeah. He he's like the moon race has the Kelly's Gila. I don't know what that means. <laughs> We never see it, but somewhere uh, <laughs> Queen Deanna's just got a fucking giant dick and ball stash somewhere.
0: Yeah, but anyway, it was just bizarre to me because like listening to the episode and not having victory as a reference. Yeah, um, I'm like, I didn't see a cannon that looked like a giant dick and ball. So what are you talking about? <laughs> now I know. Yeah. Um, and then the, the the actual like trigger for the cannon is just like a
1: fucking video game gun in the cockpit. It's so good yeah that's the stuff when i'm like victory is like a brain genius anime that's what i think i think of shit like this
0: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it was also funny because i was talking to to connor about victory uh because he just finished it like uh oh like a week or so ago mm-hmm. i guess like coming up on two weeks now but um yeah and uh i i said like uh, basically, the gender on on victory really ramps up when Uso is is so driven by the loss of yet another woman that he takes hold of an arcade pistol control on a giant dick and balls cannon and fires it, ending countless lives. And Connor says, "I somehow completely missed the dick and balls factor of that cannon." I know,
1: it's so good. <laughs> and then
0: posted a a photo of it and said, "Oh yeah, it's a giant dick and balls." Yeah, yeah. Uh- Caption: is Giley charging.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, the trivia here, Kelly's Gale was briefly mentioned in Turn A Gundam by Gim Gingham as one of the Moon Race's weapons. Its control system is located in the cockpit of the Concept X 612 Turn X.
0: So there's just a, an arcade, uh, you know, pistol game in there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I guess the remote controls. Yeah. It's beautiful, yeah. though better hope nobody blows it up cuz then you'll have to go in to the, the the little room. Yeah. Um Yeah. I mean I'm enjoying uh Gundam Wing so far. It's very stupid. Like you um, right out the jump it's stupid, but
1: yeah, so you're still at the part where I think Gundam Wing mostly works. It's like I mean, I, you've seen it before, right?
0: You don't yeah. care if I talk about it. But like, I saw it when I was twelve. Okay, if so. you don't
1: want me to talk about it, I won't talk about
0: it. No, you can talk about okay. it. Okay,
1: like in episode ten, Hero blows up the Gundam, and you're like, "Man, this show could do anything." But immediately becomes apparent that they are making up the show as they go along, and they just want to write cool things that surprise you. And you realize there's no like, there's no like leading idea. It like even by the mid-teens, I'm like, no one knows what's happening in the show, <laughs> and it's a real shame yeah. because like i love the i love everything about like hero and relena i love all the school shit um i think duo is really cool uh Fei sucks ass i hate that boy so much but everyone else is fine um i like sally poe i uh you know i like um (laughs) i like how everyone desperately wants to form a cia i don't know how much forming a cia has happened yet but i do love sally poe um and it just ends up dissolving into nothing by even the midpoint. You're like, this show just used to be something beautiful. Um, and it's a shame, because the energy is so good on those first episodes. I was yeah. really hoping I would just really love Wing. And I eventually come around. Like, I really like Endless Waltz, but Wing's just not it for me.
0: Um, I I feel like I'm just already seeing that, like, there's no, like... uh in the same way that like G Gundam doesn't feel like it actually has like guiding themes and stuff that it's pursuing mm-hmm. uh is just trying to do cool stuff um even like the six episodes i've seen so far i'm like oh yeah like Gundam Wing is basically doing the same thing um as G Gundam but like it's a different kind of stupid it's yeah. not your like shonen battle stupid um it's your like slightly over the top melodramatic a little bit like shoujo infused but not fully yes uh but yeah it's like leaning more into melodrama than like goofy yeah Um, i wish
1: it went way harder in that stuff
0: yeah um oh there are some shots of the school where it's just like you are just doing utana yeah (laughs) yep so um wait what year's
2: what year's utana um,
1: because I don't think that works out. I think Utena. after. Yeah, maybe it doesn't. <laughs> I mean, Utena's also riffing on a bunch of classic, like Utenna. Utenna's whole point is that it's like here's a bunch of shojo stuff we're like remixing and having fun with. Oh,
0: um, yeah, yeah. No, it was before Utena. Yeah. Um,
1: a shojo Gundam is such a slam dunk, and they'll never do it. Um. Don't even fucking at me about G Witch. I'm sure no one's going to. I, you know, I'm not watching it. But like, it's I was nerdy. gonna at you about Ray Earth. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean Gundam. Ray Earth different. Yeah, the Clamp stuff. It's weird because like you're right, but on some level, Ray Earth season two just devolves into G Gundam again. It's like better than G Gundam, but you see, when I watched, it, I was like, this kind of like G Gundam. It's better. Yeah, but it is a bunch it of people better. showing up and having a fight that I don't really care that much about.
0: The way that it's most G Gundam is that there's like a middle ten episodes where the wheels just spin. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> also um, the
1: part where it's turbo racist for no good reason.
0: Yeah, there is also just the random uh jin or whatever. Um yeah. that are, are both turbo racist and also homophobic. Yep. Uh despite being a show like primarily about shipping the girls.
1: <laughs> yeah. So um, but yeah, if Wing just leaned into it's a school, there's Gundams, it's a it's very shoujo-y about the high drama between this the girl who rules the school, this Queen Bee, and this boy who she loves she thinks is like fascinating because he's the only boy who doesn't care about her, and he's an idiot who goes on secret missions and almost kills himself every day. Um I think that's a bang up idea. That's not really what Gundam Wing's about. <laughs> yeah. Um Relena's like so ineffectual they have to invent a cooler Relena in the second half of the show. <laughs> and I'm like ride or
0: die for Dorothy, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um but I it's don't been know. it's been so long since I've uh seen Escaflone. Um I feel like that was also like not fully shojo but like very shojo influenced. Oh yeah, yeah. The thing with the thing with Escafloni though is that like it has robots
1: but I would not call it a Gundam style show,
0: right? Yeah.
1: Also that's like so bought into the isekai fantasy of oh, the the king knight boy wants to maybe he's my boyfriend, maybe the taciturn knight guy who's just like a knight wants to be my boyfriend. He's the Team Allen forever. Fucking love that guy. What an asshole. Um <laughs> uh <laughs> he's just he's just handsome he's got a deep voice he's very calm he's a bastard everything i'm looking for in a man uh <laughs> uh and um it just it just is not about like the machinations of things i consider gundam stuff that is separate from like there's a mech right to me gundam means, yeah. it means something else other than there's a robot there's a lot of shows the robots are not gundam
0: yeah um that's true there's so much other stuff around like gundam including the robot but also other themes yeah um it is uh i i had this like moment um a few days ago where, where i was thinking about this but i was like it, this would have been Tuesday because I was in the office. So it's like, eh, I'm like less likely to just tweet dumb shit when I'm in the office because I don't want to pull out the phone while I'm like sitting in a cubicle. I'm just like self conscious about see- seeing people. People seeing me pull out my phone and so many people on Twitter are just posting anime titties constantly. Oh, that's um, true. Look, people on you know, my
1: feed who post anime titties get muted. Their retweets get turned off. Uh, cause I, I, I'm like, either I can talk to you when I'm at work or, uh, you know, you're muted. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I had this moment where I was like, I, I feel like, uh, cause you know, you and Jackson are like, fully in the Sea Destiny minds. Uh, <laughs> and I'm in there as well. I'm gonna be in the finale. I have to watch all of it. <laughs> yeah. Um and I look I, feel I have like a week we, all
1: I'm like singing I am so Gundam can't hurt me for another ten days. Yeah.
0: But the thought that I had is like I feel like all of us have had like different trauma responses to Sea Destiny. Yes. Um where like uh Jackson's like fully posting through it. Yeah. Um trying to find meaning and meaninglessness. Yeah. You are uh, compartmentalizing it into as like small of a portion of your life as possible, yes. So that you like do the work and then you're done and you like don't think about it, yes. Um, and then I have done the just like and, and since you're like in this great Gundam project, and you can't like watch more Gundam beyond and everything. Uh, I it is I also spend, just like Gundam gets compartmentalized. Well,
1: yeah, that's the thing is like I mean I'm very upfront about this on the show. I don't like to consider Gundam much um Outside of doing GGP, uh, ultimately, I, I like the the main result of GGP is like, oh, I'm not really much of a Gundam person. Like, I don't even, I'm not sure I like like, like Mecca that much. I like robots; they're kind of cool. Um, but um, my anime tastes just lie elsewhere. The things I get excited about yeah. are just different. Um, it's fine. There's a lot to be rewarding in looking through Gundam and what, what meanings we take from it. And sometimes the stories are fucking great. Um, but I'm not, I'm not there the way like my friends who are gundam fans are there so i try like it's been fun to talk to you because like i can just talk about gundam like a normal person that's also the thing is i've never taken in gundam like a normal person i do this thing every week i watch two episodes i think way too hard about them and then i move on to the next two episodes i don't just like discuss it like a normal show
0: yeah um yeah i had the realization that i think the way that i've dealt with it is um so like sd gundam force was happening Mm -hmm. uh and i was watching it with my kid um and that was like they were getting excited about like gundam and it was like having you know wearing off on me a little bit uh so then when witch for for mercury started airing i decided to watch that um i was watching that i was like i should just really watch chernay because you know i listened through that whole season it sounded really good watch chernay and that's where i'm just like oh shit i'm in it Mm -hmm. um and i sort of took a break to like watch some of the the first Universal Century stuff. Yeah. Um I was like occasionally putting in Turn A episodes there, but like I basically didn't watch any Turn A while I went through all of like uh Mobile Suit Gundam and Zeta. Um mm-hmm. I just like wasn't watching Turn A right then. Um but then the part where I just started getting, like, I'm, like, watching multiple Gundam series, like, intentionally, where I, like, have something that I'm doing on my lunch breaks, and I have, like, one or two shows that I'm watching dubbed while I'm working and stuff, Uh this really kicks into effect when I'm doing Sea Destiny, and I think it's just this, like, if I watched, like... 20 episodes of other Gundam shows this week, what's the two episodes of Sea Destiny? It's a drop in the bucket of Gundam. Like, there's so much other Gundam for me to be excited about it that, like, eh, it's just, like, a small part of the if, Gundam I'm watching. If I, and know, it's like... if I know that, like,
1: a thimble full of water I'm going to drink in a day is, like, toxic, the solution is just to drink way more water, and then it's diluted enough, it won't hurt you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's basically what I'm doing, is I'm just drinking a all... But, like it's I'm like adding clean water
1: yeah you know yeah <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> if you get if you the doing. parts per million down low enough it can't hurt you
1: yeah that's just science <laughs> <laughs>
0: so i think that's actually been the response i've been having i've just been like that's like how i've gotten to i can actually just get through all of like what you all have watched on ggp by the time that i guess yeah um i've just been compressing
1: seed into the tiniest little ball possible and it's made me go like full angry video game nerd about gundam seed and gundam seed destiny i mean that's fine it's whatever it's fine
0: yeah um Whereas I'm just thinking about other Gundam constantly. And then I watch Seed and I was like, that was stupid. <laughs>
1: yeah. It was so, stupid. That was correct.
0: Yeah. Every single, every single time. Um, uh, I always, I think I've said this before on, on a podcast, but uh, I always watch Seed Destiny. The, in the morning when I'm getting ready to drive in to work mm-hmm. and I have to wake up at five and, and get in the car at six. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm also just like already miserable during that time, so like what is adding more misery um and uh this last time uh my kid woke up super early, so I was still like getting ready for work to drive in at six mm-hmm. um and didn't want to go to sleep because I was awake, and I was like, "Oh God damn it, um." But uh, I was watching to see Destiny, and they, they uh, you know, saw Gundam on the screen and wanted to see what it was. Uh, and it was, like, literally the end of the, uh, whatever, the 34. Yeah. The most recent. Kira Yamato fucking uh, dies. Yeah, where Kira, uh, Kira, <laughs> Kira Yamato dies. Uh, and so uh, my toddler watches Kira Yamato die and then just starts laughing. And I was like, me too, kid.
1: <laughs> Not, me. Not um, me. I can't find joy in this. I know, I know it'll be undone immediately.
0: Yeah. You can't fool me. Uh, how long do you think until they undo it? Uh, end of
2: 35.
1: Yeah. I think he's in a new Gundam again by 36.
0: Um, my, my prediction is like. Beginning of 35 opens with like the cockpit has ejected or something. Okay. Uh, true. here comes Kigali in like the, the strike ruse which we know that she launched in to like rescue him and take him back.
1: The, the hope in your heart that Kigali will do anything useful, including <laughs> saving Kiryamato, which in any other anime you would roll your eyes at, but for her would genuinely be like a life
0: changing amount of agency. I just think you're, uh, deluding yourself. <laughs> but i i don't think it's like saving him in terms of like uh fending anybody off i think it's truly just like uh flying over the wreckage and there's kira
1: oh if she if she fultons kerry unconscious body that might be all right
0: no i think it's still gonna be i think he's still gonna be conscious oh he's just
1: staying there waiting for her, like hey thanks for picking me up yeah. sister. my sister just- remember we're siblings no i don't yeah. actually not very often
0: I I did kind of forget that because the show sure did. <laughs> um, God, what a bad show. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to watch the next two episodes next week. uh is the week after I will be on a plane and I, I don't want to watch Sea Destiny on a plane. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I want to do it during my, my hour where I have to get ready in the morning uh, before I drive in. That's so sad. I'm just already sad then, like, <laughs> I don't want to do it, like, while I'm having fun at night, you know?
1: I do it Sunday morning, right? Either Saturday night where I'm, like, putting off going to bed or Sunday morning in a rush before the episode.
0: Yeah. Um. Whereas, like, when it comes to, to Dunbine, it's like, oh, uh, Emily took the kid to the grocery store uh, and I'm at home. Um, I'm just gonna like enjoy this like hour of peace and I'm just gonna like put on Dunbine, drink some tea, like have a little fun time for me, or I'm just enjoying the show. Um, and see, Destiny is like, uh, you know, gotta g- get my coffee and eat my breakfast, like, cram it in my mouth,
1: <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: brush my teeth.
1: Kiryu is the toast that you are
0: running out the door with, yeah. <laughs> uh you know held in my teeth obviously yep, yep. um gonna crash into shinji
1: uh i was thinking of uh mamaru but yeah sure
0: <laughs> my first introduction to it was that episode of ava so like oh, okay. that, that yeah, trope with sailor moon in a way where i knew it was a trope but um i guess i maybe saw it in sailor moon I had such like weird hang ups about Sailor Moon when I first saw it as a kid, so mm. um in the like gender way. Yeah, and that's why I liked it. I was like, oh,
2: this yeah. show's for
1: girls, but it's like cool. <laughs> Little did I know that mm.
2: most of the shows for girls are alright. Yeah. Um Yeah, the big one that I like wanted to get into
0: was Ray Earth. Um and I was like bullied on the playground for it. So mm-hmm. I hit the manga and then I threw them out, which I'm sad about.
1: We have such different yeah. For me it was just the duo yeah. of D V Z and uh, Sailor Moon. And I like watched both. Uh and like ultimately I was like, Oh, I'm I like Sailor Moon, but that D V Z gives the excuse. Um not re ultimately, as in my thirties, I can admit uh dbz is eight thousand times the show and manga that sailor moon is sailor moon's fun i like it but i like better i like other shows and stuff way more DVZ is very special dragon ball in general very special to me mm-hmm. but i didn't have i didn't have any of the like there was no stigma around anime because no one was watching anime until like a little later when like pokemon blew up um you know i graduated high school in 2004 so like the like the big like adult swim tsunami block anime stuff was just kind of really settling in as like a big deal um and i didn't know anyone who was like kind of nerd like my high school girlfriend was a year younger than me and she watched gundam wing and was like really into shipping the boys and was part of that like that culture but it never touched my social life in high school
0: yeah um i do think that's also a a thing that happened with me is that like i watched gundam wing um and then I did ship the boys, but just in my head. And that's why I liked Gundam Wing. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of it became like, uh, what are the things where I have like that, that level of like plausible deniability around it? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, Ray Earth was like clearly demarcated as uh, four girls in like a weird way that uh, card captors, as it was called back then. Oh, card right. Sakura, yes, yes, yes. Was I, not because there's there like stuff. this. Yeah, specific push to, like, uh, and he took out. they took out, like, the
1: first bunch of episodes until, like, the boy shows up and stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I still had, like, a sense that this was, like, somehow a girl's anime, but also in a yes. way that, like, the marketing was working on everyone else. Yeah. So, um, yeah, despite the fact that Ray Earth I could not, you know, that I got bullied for. I did not for Cardcaptor Sakura, so I did enjoy Cardcaptor Sakura. <laughs> That's so funny to me, because Rayearth is so much more, like...
1: Like the way that American media presents like guy stuff, than Card Captor Soccer is. Yeah. Um, cause it's, it's about fighting and tough, cool characters. And, uh, Card Captor Soccer is about changing your outfit that your, uh, <laughs> lesbian girlfriend made for you every day. Yeah. It's about nonviolence
2: and like emotional <laughs> intelligence. Yeah. Um, still marketing
0: just worked on people yeah no i know uh in, in a, a very bizarre way Yeah, this is also a thing about uh jrpgs that i really got into because there's like one there's just like a wider cast of characters so that i mm-hmm. could like uh identify and vibe with like uh you know people in the ensemble cast yeah. uh so um you know watched uh I did not play um Final Fantasy nine or yeah, nine. Uh, but watched a a friend play it, uh, and got like very emotional about stuff in a way that was uh embarrassing. <laughs> so Yeah, nine's good. There's nothing to be embarrassed yeah. about getting emotional about nine. Um and uh ten and ten two, just classics. Yeah. I
1: haven't
2: played this till college, so it hits a little different, but I I mean I fucking love ten and ten two. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um ten two is great.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah. That was just my my general weird relationship with Shoujo stuff for a while. Mm-hmm that's also part of why like uh i got extra into ray earth is just because i had this memory of like having the manga uh and throwing them out and everything uh so then when i when i came out in transition i was just like i am just gonna like watch all of ray earth like (laughs) yeah this like thing i didn't do at the time uh i wanted to do um i was pretty poor at the time too so i i ate like a lot of rice-based meals um, I would take rice balls to work where it was just like, uh, rehydrated, like dried seaweed stuff, Yeah, but, um, you know, the, not the, like, uh, the like papery stuff that you would use in su- sushi, but like the stuff that's like a little bit more like kombu. Yeah. Um, and I would just like have that and like some fish flakes and I would like make a rice ball out of it. Uh-huh. Um, and I would just like take like two of those and those would be my lunches most days at work. Um and then often at at home i would have like rice with the furikake on it um yeah as a meal um and for that i would always like have that and then watch an episode of anime while i eat it so watch a lot of ham uh hamtaro doing that uh and also cuz i had the like, ham hamtaro, hamtaro flakes it seems like a thing that if
1: i'd gotten into i'd be like way into yeah it's cute yeah I mean, now um, I don't think I think I, I think I'm just a little too busy. But like if I had watched it during my depressed 20s, oh, my God, I'd be extremely abnormal about Hamtaro. I
0: think. <laughs> yeah, it was a very good show of like, you know, there's sometimes I would like, here's a show that I like actually want to watch. Uh, but like Hamtaro was great because you just like put it on and you yeah. just I would eat the rice with the Hamtaro for a and just watch the hamsters be cute. And, mm. you know. Yeah, uh, get some like brief moment of joy, and then going back, go back to being poor and depressed. So, yeah, this is this is the exact
1: um, like situation in which I watched Initial D and Hajime no Ippo, um, and New Ten of the first time. Um, oh, Initial D
0: is so good. Yeah. Um, now I'm just looking at pictures of the Hamtaro Furikake. Uh, it's got little Hamtaro faces. It's great. I don't know if you've seen it before. I've not.
1: Um, There's no branded furikake at my at the Asian mart where I pick up my furikake.
0: Yeah, um, I guess it's technically Ochizuke, but okay. it is like that same basic mix. Um, let me see if I can find a good picture. of This cause this one's weirdly blurry. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll find one. Um, while you
1: look, uh, we are contractually obligated to no longer discuss Chrono Cross because I finished the video game.
0: Uh, So you cannot
1: talk about it into a mic, so if you're waiting for Chrono Cross update, there's there's none forthcoming. You just have to wait a couple weeks for the abnormal mapping in which we are going to discuss it. That'll be that will record probably the twenty seventh, and I'll do a turnaround for the 30th or 31st. So um it's coming.
0: Yeah. Um well to figure out scheduling for that, that'll be weird. Yes. When we do the GGP episode, I'm just gonna like go with whatever weekend works. And I've already let Emily know that just like, I will be preoccupied. You'll probably have to watch our kid. Yeah. Um, but I, I sent the, oh, the uh, hamtaros, picture. Damn. Yeah. There's a little like, uh, I, th- I think it's like little dried fish cakes. Okay. Sure. Made to look like a ham face. Um, but I eat so much of that stuff. There's like a Pikachu one as well. I think. Oh, sure. That makes sense. Um why wouldn't there be? Oh, there are so many there's so many more pictures of the PHU one. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not surprising, but um Do we have anything else? i
2: do not want to wrap it up? I don't,
0: I don't think so. Right. <laughs> I think we can wrap it. Uh we are like I
1: said, we're gonna be gone for two weeks. After that, we are reading uh Harold saga grafeldar um the, i think it's the next one in the book right we're just going in order Yeah. okay yeah so that'll be on may the 11th yeah i'll need to fix this yeah um, uh, until then uh you know where can people find you i guess
0: uh you can find me at fox on basically whatever it's the thing that i use are you so like twitter I'm I'm still not really coasting. Yeah, no one's um, no But one's
1: like chos look coast. I'm sure there's people who like it, but I feel like everyone I know is just a Twitter user at heart. God damn us all, really, because we're all suffering because of it. Um, but that's just how it is.
0: The thing is, like, I used to, like, fully be suffering on Twitter where I oh, was yeah, like. No, I'm, I'm not suffering. on Twitter. Yeah. I'm
1: just saying that, like, by being a Twitter poster at heart, the state of Twitter is causing us nothing but yes. dismay. Right. Like, it, yeah, I, yeah. I love my feed. I have a very curated feed. Everyone on there is like a homie that I enjoy seeing every day. It's how I keep in to touch with my friends. I can't get the way it allows me to do that, even in its broken current state anywhere else. Um, we're also yeah. going to, like, understand the lives of, like, 100 people any given day. Right. Um Yeah but
0: um it, it truly is like a a group chat yeah where uh all of your friends are in it but like your friends friends aren't in it for you but they are still in it for your friends and so your friends are still posting for all of their friends yeah uh and so it's all just like and it's like the the kind of size of group chat where you're not expected to respond to anything no you know um there's nothing else that like Especially gets that level of like, it's all everybody's friends, but you also don't have to see your friends' friends who, whose posts you don't want to see. Yes. Uh,
2: but yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do when it's gone. I'm, I'm- hoping, I'm hoping somehow it just it
1: like works itself out elon goes away someone else takes it over they slowly build it back up to where it's just not breaking all the time that's all i need i don't need to be big like it used to be in fact it was bad for everyone that it was but i would like it to not be busted in a new way every week um yeah i would like to see the tweets of everyone i follow in the order they were delivered that's it <laughs> let yeah. me do that one thing
0: just show me that
1: yeah i don't want to have to go into the for you like when i'm bored and see i missed like six funny things because the 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 other feed decided it wasn't like worth posting for whatever reason
0: yeah Um,
1: anyway uh you have podcasts people should listen to them where are they at
0: yeah um so most of them are on x4 audio i mean the one other one is this that people are listening to so whatever um if you like anime talk we are uh currently doing Iron-Blooded Orphans, so specifically Gundam, on um, Ghost Divers. Uh, but we do all sorts of anime, including Utena. Um, and if people are a fan of Utena, they should listen to our season. Uh, they should also watch the movies of Terry Shuji, one of which we've done on Ornate Stairwells, my movie podcast. Um, and then Pondering Puthan is—check it out. It's weird. Uh, it's just Connor and I hanging out. I'm never quite sure how to sell it. Um I feel like people don't check it out unless they know us. <laughs> um I don't know how I'd pitch Puton other than it is a 30 minute
1: light comedy bit every week. I don't know. Yeah.
0: We do just do light comedy bits. Yes. <laughs> um it is like our uh Connor and I just having like a weird uh you know brain meld drift compatible like improv thing that we can just fall into yeah um and occasionally we will get stuck in the improv bit um those episodes are the weirdest ones but um yeah
1: where we will find you you can find me on twitter at em underscore being you can find all my podcasts at normalmapping.com there's an episode god what's coming out um our episode on after the rain the manga and the anime came out already you can check that out that's at your your uncle's beach house um we have repertory screenings on high noon coming out next week and an abnormal mapping uh coming out on friday about uh potion craft which is already recorded we never record this early, but we had we're, we had a week off coming up, and I was really trying to like get that done. It's not edited yet, yeah. But um, that turned out really good, um, and I think that's it in terms of major stuff. Um, you can listen to me yell. Uh, I talk about spitting in Fukuda's face on GGP this week. You can listen to that? Mm-hmm. Fucking hate that guy. I'm sure the thing is, every one of his other anime people seem to like. I I bet it. I really just think. And this is the thing with G Gundam. I think the burden of being asked to make a Gundam just ruins people. Yeah, she's like, "Oh, I got to make it like these things that Gundam's about." And I'm not a politics guy, but I'm going to talk about some politics. You're like, and the robots got to engage with that, and there's got to be characters and romances that are doomed. And you're like, "Fuck off! Just write a story that you like. Stop it." Yeah, I don't believe Fukuda likes the story of Gundam Seed because it doesn't make any goddamn sense. There's nothing to hold for anyone to hold on to and invest in.
0: Yeah. Uh It's bizarre how much Gundam Seed feels like a project to like redo the the like images, yes, specific like just the images of Universal yes. Century, but to like divorce them as much as possible from any context or meaning. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that's it for
1: me. This podcast can be found most Thursdays, uh not for the next week's, obviously, uh, at normalmapping slash longfire. Um, if you like this podcast, tell your friends. Retweet the, the plugs about it. Um, please enjoy my stupid art. Thank you for, uh, to Klauselin for posting all of these images that I'm just going to keep stealing and putting bad captions under every week.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> they're good illustrations. I might as well use yeah. them. <laughs> I I was expecting an illustration of the dog. I don't think we got one, did we? No, no, there was not one. Um, missed Opportunity. Show me the dog king. Show me the dog king. I'm always saying this. Um, I'm assuming the image you did was Gunnhildar learning of the death of King Eric here, but uh...
1: oh, uh, you can react to this live on air. I posted... Oh, um, uh, okay. Yeah, let me let me
0: link you. Let me link you this. That one just immediately had meme potential for me. Um, it's really dumb. <laughs> uh, here you go. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) That's very dumb. Yeah. Please enjoy, listeners who I'm sure have already seen it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All
1: right. Uh, Until next time, we are out of the podcast. Uh, And then we are out of the podcast.